This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome to the show. I'm very happy you're here. I'm Dub Craig. A little later on, we're going to be chatting with Sandra Cushway, the founder and principal of Freedom Thinkers Education in Beldonnell. The school was named one of the top 100 in the province by the Fraser Institute. So we're going to talk about their ranking and what they have to offer as an alternative to public school. But first, the Fort St. John Women's Resource Society moved locations in April to a pair of buildings on 96th Ave, just off of 100th Street. So to talk about their new digs and uh, what they need from us in terms of donations and whatnot going into the summer months, we're joined now by uh, uh, board members Sherry Marshall and Amber Lindley. Both of you, welcome to Moose Talks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Doug. So let's talk about the move. First of all, I think it was uh, early April. Uh, we got a press release saying you guys are making this uh, pretty sizable move uh, to a new location. How did that go? How are the new digs treating you so far? Oh, it's amazing. I think the staff are doing cartwheels every day. Yeah. Clean and windows and just a fresh start mm-hmm. and something much bigger and something we can expand with and okay. grow. We've been looking for a long time because... Um, we have outgrown our old space a long time ago, but didn't have the capability. And mm-hmm. we've been looking for, what, a couple of years oh, at buildings. Yeah. And everything was like, okay, we could we could make this work with a lot of work. And then we, we found our what home. we found. And yeah. it we found was like, home. Oh. <laughs> right? It was that, you know, that moment, right? You're like, okay, this this just feels good and mm-hmm. feels like the right thing. And, and um being women with a bunch of women's in- intuition, we kind of rolled with that, right? Yeah. So, so and it felt good for everybody. The staff toured it, and we we did all that, and and it just felt good and wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it kind of you just wanted an expansion of space so that you have more room for, say, the outreach store for the kind of services you offer, or was it you want to add additional things that you can also Both. do? Both, both really. Um, so, just for everyone, we have moved to ninety nine oh eight and ninety nine twelve. Um, 96th Ave, mm-hmm. and the that's right behind the Shell yeah. station. And so the first building actually houses now um, the full outreach program, okay. and then it's separated. And on the second side is where you'll go, um, and you'll be able to do walk-ins with poverty law and family law. Mm-hmm. And and it's really interesting. They built two think tanks, and the future is to bring in technology so that we can actually have someone of low income, be able to maybe talk to a doctor, maybe talk to um, a psychiatrist, maybe deal with a a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really expanding and bringing in new technology so we can educate. Um, Most of our low income uh, clients are always um, asking where can they get stuff? What can they do? And that's what we are. We are a resource center. First and foremost, and so now we're going back to that to offer um, more technology to people because really that's the future, mm-hmm. and so we're just we're just joining the future now. So it's there's a lot of new um, ideas coming up, and we have the space. Okay. We actually have the space now to expand. So when you say new technology, you kind of mean like 
say a computer so that yes. people can safely log on, meet with a doctor, a lawyer, this sort of thing. Access services that may not be immediately available here yes. in Fort St. John's. Especially low income, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, most of us have we have our own computer to Zoom on or whatever. But, Absolutely. But, and we can do it in our own home, right? Mm-hmm. But yes, a safe little space. They call them the tanks. They're super cute. Yes, Little fish are. tanks. <laughs> but, but yes, they'll be set up with, with a big screen and a, like the whole ability to, to expand a lot of options for us, mm-hmm. which is key, right? Just yeah. bringing more services to the community yeah. and... Um, and, you know, we do thank our community because they're so great to us. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do help in our outreach program. Um, I am supposed to mention today is drop-in at um, the Healing Place from 2 to 4. If you have any questions or need support with um, maybe you're living with HIV or Hep C or um, syphilis, they do do testing, but it's not immediate. Mm-hmm. And it's all confidential, private, um, so please feel free to drop in 2 to 4 at 99129096 app and mm-hmm. they'll help you. Yeah. Now, now I did want to ask this, your the location you were in before was kind of in the heart of yes. Fort St. John. Now you didn't move very far cuz nothing's really far away in Fort no. St. John. But nonetheless it is kind of just outside of downtown now. How much of that was kind of based on well we need the space did, did you care that you were moving kind of outside of the downtown a little bit? Yes. Or was, were you kind of hoping to stay closer to the heart? We had looked um, at many buildings that are for sale in the downtown area, but yeah. we weren't finding what we needed. Mm-hmm. And there was no sense moving to a building that was maybe built uh, bigger, but didn't open up any new space for us, mm-hmm. really. And this is opportunity to build, and that's what we want, you know. We um, now can have our um, summer students. We can have um, law students that are doing the practicum now. That Before, they were all over each other, and then you add the clients in, and it was just too tight. Uh-huh. And that's when dangerous things can happen, you know. Um, so here we've got the opportunity now to get summer students in. Um, it's more separated. Uh-huh. And even um, our staff are telling us the calmness of it, even our clients are calmer. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're feeling that peace when they walk in to the um, healing space. Um, it's just calm. It really is. That's what everybody keeps saying. It's very calm now. Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen like a huge impact on kind of your clients' being able to access just because you've moved out of downtown, I suppose. Eh? Yeah, yeah, not really. Like you said, Fort St. John is pretty small. So yeah. <laughs> we're, we're really not that far. <laughs> no. Uh, so, I mean, you've talked about kind of the expansion of everything, kind of including the outreach services in this store and whatnot. And we are going into summer. And uh, you guys were just at uh, the, the Shoppers Drug Mart yesterday doing a big yeah. kind of drive for food and whatnot. What are you kind of expecting it to look like kind of for the summer? And, and what do you need from people in Fort St. John in order to ensure that the clients you have already are being served and if there are new clients that they can be served as well. Um, I think because it's summer, we're kind of looking at a little bit of a different winter. We do the socks and the, all those things, but summer we're bottled water, sunscreen hats, along with always, always all the personal hygiene items and the, and um, non-perishable goods. Of course, we all know that our grocery bills have went up astronomically in the last bit. So that just makes low-income people in a worse situation and more people bumping into the low-income than have been before, right? Yeah. So 
so obviously all the basics um there are lists on our website and, and our facebook page and um but right now it's kind of the push for the bottled water and the those things that that are kind of grab and go and sunscreen I don't, yeah i don't do mm-hmm. sunscreen but <laughs> i should i'm a pasty white girl but i should <laughs> Because even at our outreach um, store, we still have our table set up that they can come and grab coffee whenever they want. And, it, you know, they'll be able to just, they don't even come into the outreach store. They can just grab water and continue on their day. Mm-hmm. And we know looking at the temperatures, we're, yes. we're heat for the next week or so. So um, it's just keeping our clients hydrated, which is um, safety for us, mm-hmm. you know. So, and we have local... Um, Places that, you know, will give us uh, day-old sandwiches and stuff like that that are out there. And um, people drop off muffins. This community is by far one of the best um, giving communities that I've I've been at. So Mm -hmm. we're very thankful for the people that help us in any capacity. Yeah. And I know you want to make sure... um, I feel like I'm doubting what her name is. Lily. Lily. Uh, Tell us a bit about Lily and kind of her role, uh, you know, with the the Women's Resource Society. So Lily is our outreach coordinator, and um, she's just the most wonderful lady. She's she's shy, (laughs) soft-spoken, and um, but she's very good at her job, and um, she is passionate about what she's doing, and she wants us to put out that. They are still accepting donations. Um, Please phone 250-787-1121 and ask Lily when you can do drop-offs because we do have a new building and she might want you to drop it at the back. She might want you to drop it at the front. But phone and um, talk to Lily or talk to Kim and set up um, appointments because the store closes at noon Mm -hmm. and that's when they start doing all the donations and rearranging everything. So Lily is... Um, really looking forward to you calling and setting up an appointment. It mm-hmm. would be great. Okay. So if you do want to donate, please call ahead. Yes. Essentially, just to make it easier on everyone. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're really glad you made some time for us today and to talk about your brand new location. I know you mentioned the, the kind of the technology and stuff. Anything else, any other plans you kind of have for expansion that you want to let us in on? Or is, is that a surprise? <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're actually keeping some things quiet. Okay, fair enough. Um, and, and, and the open house, too. We're, we're working on it really hard right now. Okay. So as soon as we know, we will call you and, and let everybody know because it, it'll be a fun day. Um, they have different ideas that they'd like to do. And um, I guess in the future, too, technology, again, it's you know being able to offer workshops. Yeah. And so it's education for the community on what we do. And for our clients, too. So that's our, our prime goal right now is to help um, low-income families and educate the community on what we do. Wonderful. Well, I'm so glad you're in a new place that can help you guys uh, deliver those services even uh, better before. Thank you both for being here today. Thank I appreciate you for your having time. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's uh, uh, Sherry Marshall and Amber Lindley with Fort St. John Women's Resource Society. We'll be right back to talk to Sandra Cushway, the founder and principal of Freedom Thinkers Education, right after this on Moose Talks. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Now we're here to talk a bit about... Uh, 
Freedom Thinkers Education. That's a school located in Beldonnell that was named one of the top 100 schools in all the province by the Fraser Institute recently. They also had uh, a student or two that went to the National Science Fair as well. So uh, to talk a bit about that and some of the accomplishments of the school and what they're all about, we're joined now by the founder and principal of Freedom Thinkers, Sandra Cushway. Sandra, welcome to Moose Talks. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, it's probably a big question to ask, but just in general, founding the school, what, what kind of led you to, to decide it's time for me to make my own school and, and sort of break off? Because as I understand it, you used to teach in the public uh, system, correct? I did. I, I went through ACODE here and I taught for over 25 years. I think it was in the district. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, um, I have a belief um, that if you're going to complain about something, do something about it or don't. And we, we follow that in our school. We were allowed to complain about anything, but we follow it with, and what am I doing about it? Mm-hmm. And so I felt there was a better way of learning. And so I thought I have to do one of two things. I either need to stay where I am and accept it and do the best I can with what I have, or I need to make a change. And so I made the change. And so that's where our school came about. I see. And... In general, uh, we could get into the specifics more in a minute, but in general, what would you say the big change was? Was it a change in philosophy and even practical approach to education in general that you thought, this is another way we could be doing things that the public school can't or won't offer? Yeah, there's there are many differences. Um, I can pick on some of them. The big ones is I I when I grew up, I grew up in Pink Mountain, and there was a little one room school that I went to, mm-hmm. and so a lot of it is modeled after that. So we have grade four to nine students in our school, but they're not in separate grades. They're all intermingled, and so the older students really help the younger students. Okay, and there's a lot of that that goes wrong all the time. That we're all learners in our school, and so that's one of the big things um, we do project-based learning all the time they always have projects that they're working on using critical thinking skills questioning a lot of public speaking they 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 learn about their topic but then they always present it i see and so there's all kinds of things in our yard um, that they have built you know big train sets and all kinds of things that they're constantly building and and working on yeah wow so you kind of you know, with the older students, it's almost like you're teaching a bit about mentorship, I suppose, in, in a way. Oh, for sure. They all have jobs and they get their jobs in our school by doing resumes and cover letters. So we really try to tailor it to what their skills are going to be when they leave school, what they will need. Mm-hmm. And within those jobs, there are supervisors and it goes all the way down to floor sweepers and toilet cleaners and you name it. Mm-hmm. And so those supervisors get an opportunity to work with the other students and they teach about their jobs. They learn those skills, what it's like to give feedback, how to help students develop. And yeah, they really do a lot of basically together learning mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. And you say project-based, so it's not about writing tests and, and repeating things and, and it's more Learn this, but then apply it right away and make something out of it, I suppose, eh? Yeah, we do both. Of course, we follow the the curriculum, the BC yeah. Ministry curriculum, so they can go right back into the system again. So we have that component of it, but we really try to incorporate what we're teaching into projects as much as possible. And the students do as well. So, for instance, within every project that they do, they have a graph component. And so they're building graphs based on their learning. And so it's kind of incorporated right within the system. Mm -hmm. Now, is this sort of designed, uh, would you say, for a certain kind of student who, you know, likes public speaking, likes 
you know, building and, and, and kind of making things? Or is it designed to sort of bring people out of their shells who maybe don't are, are shy or or don't see the value in making things and rather, you know, like to read a book or, or something, you know, no, we actually, it helps all children. Yeah. And I believe if a system is good, it has to help all children. And mm-hmm. so when I, when students come into our school, we're really careful about choosing all kinds of students. You know, students that are academically high, students that struggle, students that may have behavioral problems. Because it should work, it, any, a system should work for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, well, tell me a bit about this. Um, uh, by the way, when it, was the school founded? Like how long ago? So we are, this year was our sixth year as an independent school. Actually, that was probably one of the, the greatest things this year for, for us in our school because our whole team works together mm-hmm. um, very closely for, for children, of course. And this year was our sixth year, it, year as an independent school. So we have to go through a big accreditation and evaluation from the ministry. And the gentleman that came up to do our evaluation, he goes all over the world and said, um, one of his things at the end is he said he has never seen students that were as competent or as confident as our middle school students, which is no small feat. So we're pretty proud of that. Wow. Students wanted me to mention that they're pretty great, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, to be named in one of the top 100, I think uh, it was 87 uh, on that list, if I remember right, in the province by the Fraser Institute. I mean, that's quite an accomplishment. Especially since you've only really been open for six years. You're, you're mm-hmm. still, you've made lots of strides, of course, but it, it seems pretty quick to already be, at all, already show so much excellence, I suppose I, could, I should say. Eh? Well, and we're always happy, and of course, you're always happy to get good um, news and that. Mm-hmm. But I think more important to us than how someone ranks us or, you know, evaluates us is what we see every single day. Mm-hmm. And the learning that we see every day is really... Um, that's the great part. So, you know, if we drop to 500 next year, we would still know we're doing a great job. I mean, it's always nice to be recognized, but it's what we see happening every day. We just finished three days of drama performances, actually. Wonderful. And it's just amazing. They make mistakes and they laugh it off and they keep going. As a matter of fact, we have two alumni plays coming up this summer of students that have gone out of our school. Some of them have graduated. They've been gone for two years. They have businesses of their own and they're coming back to play in an alumni an alumni play, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And then uh, I did mention kind of the National Science Fair. I believe you sent one or two students to it. Uh, they, did, they didn't meddle, but they said the experience was uh, quite memorable. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so this year um, we didn't meddle. We had one that went on to the Canadians, but last year we sent two on, mm-hmm. and um, one did meddle. Mm-hmm. Sage did meddle last year. And so, yeah, she's just very interested in science and we had an opportunity to um, have a young man work with someone from UBC, actually, over the last couple of years, because he's just his science skills were so far advanced for his age wow. that we connected him with the with an instructor in UBC, a professor, and so they worked together for a couple of years, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And in general, I mean, you talked about the approach to learning, the project base that's very different from what you might see in the public school. What else do you think is a big advantage of what you have at uh, Freedom Thinkers in terms of preparing people for college or, or kind of the next step after they move on from the school? What, what do you think is the another big advantage you have over you know a public school system maybe? 
Well, I think, um, first off, we have a lot of staff. And so we have 10 to 13 people working there for 84 students this year. And so that's huge. We're running a ratio of one to seven, one to eight um, students, which is, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess another thing is, is that we incorporate a lot of time management and money management right within our program. Um, So time management is, they come, it's really hard to kind of explain it. So there's never two days that look the same. Mm -hmm. We start a morning meeting every morning and from there students go out to their different classes, but we just go on and call them. And so they, um, they develop the skills of time management. They know when their assignments need to be in. And so they learn those skills. And it's probably one of the hardest skills I find to teach. Probably the biggest reason that people don't do well in university. It's not because they aren't able to, but it's really because they don't have good time management skills. Mm-hmm. And so teaching that is probably one of the hardest ones we deal with. And it is sometimes it takes more than a year. And with our school, it's not like you have um, a year and then that's it. You pass on to some a different teacher and that teacher may or may not have the same values. And so we work together as a school and so so it's a continuum of if they come in in grade four and go out in grade nine, they have those all those years that they're working on those skills. And so they're really developing some really good time management skills and, and work ethic where, you know, you're, you're expected to have it in on that date. How you do it will vary, but you need to find the skills and the strategies that work for you mm-hmm. to be successful. I see. So you can have, if you're there the whole time, you can have a relationship with a teacher the whole time that's sort of, they teach you as you get older and as you kind of move on to more advanced things, I suppose. Eh? Oh, absolutely. They, yeah. I would say probably one of the greatest strengths of our staff is the connecting with students. And we're very, very, very passionate about that. Well, there's a little saying and it says, um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, if someone's listening right now and says, you know, I, I'm really interested in learning more, maybe even thinking about September. Uh, first of all, is that possible? And, and second of all, how do they get uh, kind of in touch with you? So our process of getting in is a little different. Uh, mm-hmm. Students write a letter saying why they would like to come. And then I interview in June. So they have about one week I, they have to get letters in okay. voicing why they would like to come. And then we, then I cut the time off and we interview. And then so, so that parents know by the end of June, whether their student is able to, if they're in our school or if they have to do something else. Yeah. And so, yeah, just either emailing or phoning. And I take those calls all the time. Yeah. And you'll have to get on that right away. I guess. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For this year anyway. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for uh, driving in to uh, see us this morning. I really appreciate your time. All right. Well, thank you very much. My thanks to our guests, Sherry Marshall, Amber Lindley, and Sandra Cushway for joining us today. Make sure you stay up to date every morning with local news delivered straight to your inbox. You can sign up for the energeticcity.ca newsletter right now over at energeticcity.ca slash newsletters. Now, while you're there, you can also sign up for our forthcoming events newsletter that will be packed full of events and things to do to keep you busy all summer long, whether you're a born and raised genre or you're brand new to town. You can sign up today at energeticcity.ca slash newsletters. That's our show. Trey Lopashinsky and Jordan Prentice are the producers of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.